everyone, and welcome to Girls Like Us, the podcast that asks the question, what does a degree in literature get you? With the answer, a podcast about books for children. Uh, I'm sitting here with Sophie. She's enjoying her daily Diet Coke. In the Um, mini can. It's important to say that it's the mini can. Well, yeah, those are better because then, like, you can drink, like, five of them in a row. Well, no, here's the thing is I'm very dainty. I'm a lady. I don't want a whole—I can't drink a whole can because, like, I like to slowly sip and enjoy, and I like it to be crisp and cold. So it's, like, by the time you get to the bottom of the big can, it's, like, it's mostly just your backwash, and it's kind of warm. But, like, the mini can really eliminates a lot of those issues. I do a mini can of Sprite. I mean— I, in, when I was at home in Cincinnati, I would enjoy mini cans of Dr. Pepper because Clark mm. is obsessed with Dr. Pepper. Um, even though he won't join or apply to the Pepper Pack, which is the official influencer. So he's not um, a true fan is what I'm hearing. No, and he could have gotten the strawberries and cream Dr. Pepper. Ugh. which sounds so gross, but people yeah. online are going crazy for it. Um, Actually, I used, did I... Yeah. Did I tell you about this? So, like, the mini can, the mini can is is a huge part of my life, especially right now because I'm doing sober January. So, like, most nights, are if you I, sober from weed too, or just? I am sober from everything at all times, and I've only ever made good decisions about <laughs> my life as somebody who hasn't been drinking this month. Mm-hmm. I have to have like a little treat yeah. drink, and it's either going to be like a seltzer. Or something, it it can't have caffeine in it because the little treat has to come at night and I can't have any caffeine after like, you know, three o'clock in the afternoon. Mm -hmm. So a big thing I've been having are the mini cans of ginger ale because it's not too much sugar. Um, You know, it's it's only like- What what brand do you you go for? Oh, it's only Schweppes. Schweppes, yeah. Yeah, Schweppes ginger ale. It's only Schweppes. I don't want anything else. You don't like Verner's? I don't think they make mini cans. I don't think they do either. I think mini cans are, are specifically a Coca-Cola company. A Coke product. Yeah. yeah. Um, yeah. I like Schweppes. If I'm going to drink ginger ale, because I don't have to drink ginger ale, you know what I mean? It's just a treat. So if I'm going to drink ginger ale, I'm going to drink Schweppes. I'm not like, yeah. like I'm not going to settle for anything less. Unlike Diet but, Coke, which you do have, have to drink. <laughs> I, do, I do have to. I'm <laughs> legally required to drink Diet Coke. Um, you're not in the pepper you, pack, but in your you're in the... Uh, the medical I'm a mob, coke pusher which is what they call the yeah. diet coke well no wait no no, yeah. no that would be the Dr. Pepper uh, the diet diet coke you're in the the coke fiends that's the yeah the Dr. Yeah. Ben Winning has prescribed <laughs> me one diet coke a day um but what I want to what I want to recommend to you and to the listeners mm-hmm. was something I recently got put on by my mom when we were on vacation together which is her little treat is um, mini cans of uh, Cherry Coke Zero, which is... Now, this is the second time in a month that I've been highly recommended Cherry Coke Zero. Uh, My friend Eleanor likes... She doesn't like how full sugar Coke makes her teeth feel, but Diet Coke tastes like crap. And so she does Cherry Coke Zero, and I tried a little bit of it. And, you know, I'm a full sugar soda girl, so... It didn't taste that great to me, but it did taste less aspartame than diet usually does. The cherry definitely, like, I won't drink a Coke Zero because I like the taste of Diet Coke. I share Eleanor's thing where, like, if I drink a full sugar pop, like, this is not me being like, oh, I'm a little baby. Like, trust me. Like, I ate, like, five pieces of toffee last night before bed. (laughs) Like, 
It's just that drinking that much sugar immediately gives me a headache. Like there's nothing. It's a different like I, type yes. of sugar that's going. Yeah. I want it so bad. Like every time I'm at the airport, I get like that fat fucking like Starbucks Frappuccino or something. There's nothing mm-hmm. I want more in this life than to drink sugar. But my body simply like I turned, I think like 22 and it was just like, those days are over for you. Like a milkshake. Once you hit childbearing age, they were like, this is not great environment for a womb to have. Exactly. (laughs) They're like, we'll let you have your diet Coke because that's been prescribed by Dr. Ben winning. But (laughs) anything other than that is uh, absolutely. You can have one, one diet Coke a day is great for follicular development of the baby. (laughs) Trust us. Yeah, right. <laughs> the doctors, Dr. Ben Winning and Dr. his 1955 yeah. team of academics. Right. Um, <laughs> but I will say, so I'm still on, I got like a big pack of uh, mini Diet Coke when I was going through finals last semester and I'm not yeah. done with it yet. But as soon as I finish this, which actually this might be like my, one of my last three, I will be switching. Um, I'll be replacing that pack with a doctor, uh, a, a diet uh, or a cherry Coke Zero and seeing if that, you know, is something that uh, works into my lifestyle. Um, Because honestly, I was sipping on that while we were in Colorado and I was like, I kind of like this more than Diet Coke. It could be like a recency bias thing where I'm like, this was new to me. It was exciting. It was sexy. But Mm -hmm. um, I texted all of my like Diet Coke law school friends being like, ladies, it might be time for us to make a change. It might be It's 2023. You know, I had a... I had a terrible, horrible experience the other night when I went to the Regal Cinemas to see Megan, upcoming Patreon the one, episode. The one in Logan Square. No, the uh, well, the one on Western. So I guess yeah, technically yeah, yeah. outside of Logan Square, which Megan and I had a great time playing some arcade games beforehand. We did not win a claw machine, though. I will say that Megan and I have, in two instances, won something from a claw machine. So we have a little bit of skills there. Right. Um, That's impressive. But, yeah, but we were just kind of hanging out. And then I was like, okay, I'm going to get my concessions. And I ordered a soda thinking, thinking so foolishly that they still had the equivalent of a Coke freestyle machine. And I must have just forgotten. But in my mind, I was like, I'm going to get like a raspberry Sprite or like a raspberry ginger ale. And these fucking machines, they're just the same thing as like your, your like put it up to it like machine. Mm. Like, but they, cause they do not have any extra flavorings whatsoever. And I, I just think that's such like a, like a blue ball to like, you go up to this, you know, great, uh, technologically advanced soda machine and yet you're not giving it the option to do as you can in a Coke freestyle, like a diet vanilla, uh, lemon powerade like right. that really lets yeah. you kind of like test the limits of yeah of god of science yeah of science yeah you can you can add as many flavors as you want to it, it was always funny to me that they had powerade on there too like who who is getting well i'm sure there's someone out there who's like yeah let me get my uh my sugar-free uh lime I was going buck wild on uh the powerade coke freestyle machine on the ski slopes because mm-hmm. the um the ski resort that my uh uh, that we go to that my brother works at is a Coke products only um, mm-hmm. uh, conglomeration. So like you can't get a Gatorade, but like you, you know, like yeah. you're skiing, you're cold, you're sweating you like crazy. It's yeah. dry. Like your body, like you see a bottle of Powerade and you're like, I need that right now. Like mm-hmm. I was fucking going nutso on the orange Powerade, but 
Powerade is not Gatorade. And, like, no. it will do, but it is not Gatorade. Like, Gatorade, It doesn't something... turn you into a gator. No. So it just so, gives you power. I will say that that, um, that movie theater, I've been there, um, mm-hmm. you know, hundreds of times. It, it, I have never had a pleasant experience in that theater. Like We had... We, when we got there, there were like kids, um, and I don't, this was one of those things I was like, are you really trying to see Puss in Boots, The Last Wish? But there were kids, uh, like trying to buy tickets to that. And then they said at one point, maybe this is a sign we shouldn't go, but they continued to do it. And I don't know if it was a thing. I I didn't see them in Megan. So it wasn't like, we're going to try to get into this R-rated, maybe PG-13, I don't know, R-rated horror movie. Um, but I was like, what else? PG-13. It's PG-13. Okay, so yeah. they could have seen it. Maybe they were trying to get into um, Avatar The Way of Water. I don't know. Maybe that's R-rated. Um, I don't think and so. They, but I, so I think they were it just literally matter. trying to see Puss in yeah. Boots, which I was glad I wasn't in that theater because I, I did. We sat in the last row and then some teens got in next to us and no hate to the teens, but I did make us move two rows up because there were empty seats there. And I was just like, yeah. we gotta let the teens be teens. I don't want to sit by anyone in the movie theater. No, me neither. And it was like one, they were like one seat away. I was like, that's too close for me right now. Um, My new thing, like Columbus has a couple like really good independent theaters where like uh only adults go. Um, One being the Gateway, which is actually like partially connected to Ohio State. So I can get like $1 movie tickets for me Mm -hmm. and a friend um, with my student ID, which rocks. But recently there's a theater right by our house. It's only two screens. And the second screen is like a recliner room. Mm -hmm. And, um, the, uh, theater has like delicious wood fired pizza. And Mm -hmm. after like having experiences of going into the recliner room, laying fully out and placing like a whole pizza on my chest, I don't want to like, I will not settle for any other movie going experience. Like, yeah. Yeah, well, once at Regal Theaters, we were asked to take a survey on an iPad about the movie we had just seen. And the movie we <laughs> had just seen was not an option on the Google form they <laughs> set up. You know, I, you would think maybe that that would be better all the time. But and I love Music Box Theater. I have a membership there. But I will say I went the other night to like I was like, oh, this random like um, Giallo is playing like I'm going to go. Theater was packed. Yes, they were doing people were psychotic. Yes, and there was a man, probably 60, who they asked a trivia question, and it was like whoever raised their hand first got like a poster or something. And he stood up and was like waving his hands like this. And then these guys came and sat behind us who were clearly, and like no hate, but like stoned out of their mind. And they were playing these trailers before, and this guy kept being like, bro, they're playing that next week. They are playing that next week. He said it like five times. Shut up. Um, And then also like someone kept like yelling stuff at the screen and the people kept yelling at him to shut up. And mind you, this is a, a film from 1973. Yeah. Like it, like it, I was just like, what? Yeah. Like what's um, going on? Yeah. I, yeah. my thing with music box is I will only go during the daytime because like the freaks come out at night in music box. Yeah. You can have, you can pick a movie that you're like, there's no way that I was like, we're going to be the this. only people here. Yes. Yeah. And it will be shoulder to shoulder, like, you know, like you yeah. said, like a movie made in like night because with like because Chicago is the world capital of people who have seen movies. Like yeah. everybody, like I remember like li- oh, how how old are we? We're 25. So like literally seven years ago, me and Stuart Highcar went to a showing of this like 
like experimental film from like the year 1960. And we were like, there's yeah. no way anybody's going to be there. It's like, it was like noon on a Wednesday. We just yeah. heard about it. And like, obviously we were 18. So we were like not working at the time. We were like, mm-hmm. oh my God, it's the middle of the school day. That'll be so fun. Same thing. Like shoulder to shoulder with people who knew every line. Like there is no right. safety at the music box. I will say, I don't know if I've ever told this story on the pod. Um, The last time... I was at the music box before. It wasn't COVID. for, we saw marriage story there. It wasn't, it wasn't that it was because it was right before COVID. It was like, yeah. we're t- I'm talking like, it was like February of 2020. Um, yeah. I, Nick and I went and it was like, it was not for, it was for like a movie that was um like, it was like a small, like music and art festival that was just going to be, you know, like three hours long. Um, mm-hmm. That was like, the focus was on, Chicago queer uh, filmmakers and composers. And so mm-hmm. there was like a string quartet there playing um, music. And then it like cut to like this short film that this like local filmmaker had done that was really cool. And then like the last thing of the night was going to be like the orchestra was going to play this person from Chicago's composition um, who, uh, and it was like sung, the vocal part on it was sung by Julia Holter, who was there, who Nick really likes. Mm-hmm. So um, it was like, you know, a Tuesday night or something. I was like, I don't want to like, I just like want to go and be comfy. So I literally wore like sweatpants and like a giant coat. And of course I ran into like a hundred people that we knew, which was, yeah. you know, not the vibe whatsoever, including like two of my professors from college, <laughs> like, you know, who were like, yeah. we must get together soon. And I was like, I, the last thing I wanted to do is speak to anybody tonight. <laughs> but so the first two, <laughs> the last thing you did was accidentally send me <laughs> YouTube link. Yeah. That to a softcore porn. Babes. Yeah. Yeah. Which yeah. did happen to Sophie. We won't Which did happen to me. A professor accidentally sent me a link to a YouTube softcore porn and then like <laughs> tried to play it off in the craziest way possible. But I also don't really want to talk about it in detail because I think that there's a strong possibility he listens. But don't cut this out because I want him, if he's listening, to know. Yeah. Um, that uh, I remember, uh, and I think about it a lot. Um, (laughs) But so, not that guy. So we were there. First two pieces, like the movie and the first um, thing that the string quartet played were like fantastic, so good. Mm -hmm. So we're fired up for the main event, which is this like, you know, like long, like um, suite that this person has written. Um, And it's like, you know, super exciting the whole night. Like everything's been really good. And the uh, the woman gets up to, um, this woman, you know, like in her mid-50s, gets up to explain the piece. First, first problem was that she talked about it for like 20 minutes. Like, the, yeah. this piece that was 20 minutes long, she talked about for 20 minutes. We were like, okay. Yeah. And at the end of her speech, all of a sudden, she's like, and shout out to my polycule, who are all here. I shit oh you God. not, three rows of people in their <laughs> 60s rise to their feet and just start clapping. <laughs> and, like, Nick and I were like, this is about to be fucking, like, unlistenable. And it, Honey, it that's not was. a polycule. That's your bridge group. <laughs> <laughs> it really was. It was so funny. And, like, after that, Nick and I were like, oh, my God, like, we can never come back to one. Like, no, yeah. <laughs> nothing is safe. Nothing is sacred. Like, we do not agree with this. Um, oh my God. Yeah, it was, it was really funny. Um, so that's, that's the, but that is like, to me, the perfect encapsulation of the music box vibe, which is that like, you mm-hmm. cannot, like, you cannot go there expecting for a chill vibe. No, you, you have to go there and expect that 
to someone somewhere, this is their favorite movie um, of all They're going to make it everyone's problem. Yeah. Yeah. Um, all right, let's let's get into this book. Um, today we're talking about the second book in the Princess Diary series by Meg Cabot, Princess in the Spotlight. And let it be known that this book does it has nothing to do with the second movie in the series um, at all. So I don't even know if the second movie in the series was based on a book. It seems, seems like, like no. not. That, yeah. that characterization in that second movie is not does not fit the vibe of the character in the books who is. Like, I don't think the character in the books would invite all the other princesses over to have a uh, slumber party. No. Which is a good scene. Which is a great they're scene. Both, they're both great in their own ways, but this Mia Theropolis yeah. is a little more uh, cynical. Um. Also, like, there's some kind of, like, something that con- continually I'm reminded of that distinguishes this from the books is she's much younger. Like, she's a freshman in high school. Yes. Um, yeah. Whereas I think the movies start when she's like a junior ish yeah. in high school. And then like immediately in the next movie, they're like, girl, you're getting married. And like our six year old asses were like, yep, seems about right. Yeah. Um, but now it's like, I'm like, she like generously was like 22. The um, other difference I noticed in these is that the grandma is described as so tacky. Yeah. Like she has um eyeliner tattooed on that like doesn't like look like like I think there's like a line between it and her actual eyelid and then she shaves her eyebrows off every day and draws them back on and has this like really crazy toy poodle um who like she like feeds truffles and stuff which is a a really different and I get I think I think that probably works better in the movie like I I do like how and we'll cover the movie on the Patreon this month but the these characterizations are are so different but uh, it works really well. Like this yeah. is just a good a good story. Yes. Um yeah. Yeah. I agree. I think that like generally the characterization of the grandma in the books is like kind of negative. Like definitely. Like, you know, she's uptight, she's like tacky, she's like elitist. Um yeah. you know, she's not like this like she's not like Julie she's not Mary Poppins. Like No. Like, Julie Andrews gets put in this, like, Mary Poppins Sound of Music role where she's, like, comes in to, like, be, like, you know, the guiding light and, like, make yeah. everything better and sing songs with uh, Raven, Simone. Right. Which doesn't happen in the book, unfortunately. Um, no. Yeah, See, that's so, the other thing about the princess, like, scene in, like, the second movie. It's, like, I feel like a lot of these princesses would be, like, 55. Like, mm, the fact that mm-hmm. all the princesses are teens, it's like, I don't, honey, I don't think that's true. Yeah, I mean, as a person who just finished um, Prince Harry's memoir, um, like... Maybe you and Meg should have an episode where you talk about that. Yeah, if she wants to right read now. it, like, I was reading it and I was yeah, like... Yeah, she, she's finished it already, I Oh, believe. okay, then we sh- her and I should do it for the Patreon, because I was yeah. reading it and I was like, I would feel bad forcing Franny to read this. This book is long. Thank you. Um, <laughs> And you have no I, interest there's no in details it. about Princess Diana's uh, death by, yeah. by bullet. <laughs> yeah. Oh, oh, there are details. Like, he, like, reenacts her death to get closure. Like, he goes and, like, the, um, the, um, he, like, goes to Paris and, like, makes a driver drive through the tunnel where she got into the car accident. <laughs> Um, like at the same exact speed that she's Imagine going. being that driver and being like, oh my God, what is about to happen? Yeah. <laughs> Literally. No regard for his life. Yeah. Um, you have like a suicidal fucking like 22 year old in the back of your car who like you have yeah. to take like military level orders from. Um, 
yeah, so yeah, so I'll save my thoughts on that for um for Meg and I doing that. That's a good idea. Yeah, because I was like, I finished it yesterday and like uh Nick's mom is here and she was like, Are you guys gonna do an episode on this? And I was like, I would feel horrible making Franny read all <laughs> 450 you. pages of this. Like it is I would love to hear it summarized. Yeah. But I just I don't know why I have almost no I, I if if princesses were like they were in Disney films, I might have more. AKA if there was magic involved with being a princess, sure, I'm, I'm yeah. interested, but... Um, 100%. But this yeah. this book is more about, like, like my general theory uh, and opinion on the whole situation is that, like, every... All of these people, like, all of the people in the royal family, besides maybe the late queen, have, like, just, like, absolute baby brain. Like, they're, like, characters on Arrested Development, but then they're also, like so deeply traumatized that they are beyond help. Like, I I genuinely don't believe that, um, especially Harry and William, whose, like, mom died, and, like, literally four hours later, they had to go out and, like, shake hands with, like, hordes of crying middle-aged women. Right. Like, I don't think a person can come back from that. And I don't think we should, like, I don't think that, um, I don't think, I also don't think, though, that, like, their perspective on, like, mental health and shit matters because I believe them to be, like, too traumatized to, like, participate in, right. like, regular society. And, and say what you will, like, about, like, obviously we do have a really bad mental health culture in in America as well. But I can understand if you're Meghan Merkel and you're, like, you know, a little bit younger, like, maybe a little more of the generation where, like, people at least acknowledge having anxiety and depression. Yeah. And she wasn't a politician, so I bet maybe that's different, but... Like, you know, at least like in the entertainment world, there is some acknowledgement of this. And you go into that family, I mean, you would go insane. Yeah. Like I oh, like I yeah. stand with Megan. Like I yeah, truly, me too. Yeah. like I I'm shocked. I'm like I'm very impressed that like she was able to like keep because the the fact that she was facing not only like racism every day, but yeah. also just having to be in that environment. It's like if you like like imagine like your in-laws are like that family. Yeah, no, I can't. Like like yeah. And some of the things detailed in this book, like, they were, like, like, the the differences in, like, British elitist culture and, like, things that we consider, like, acceptable in America are very, um, are very stark. So, like, you know, they were offended that she, like, hugged them and stuff when, like, yeah. that's the kind of thing, like, I think, like, I would never think about that. Like, I would, and then if somebody got mad at me, I would fucking hate them for it. You know what I mean? Like, right. I would never, like, I... We are much warmer on us, on a general, you know, and obviously fucked up stuff. But yeah, in general, like, we have this, this different sort of, it's just a more casual culture exactly. in many ways. Yes. Yeah. yeah. And rightfully so. Like, yeah, the idea of separation is, like, inherently sort of elitist and weird. So... Yeah. This is all to say that I think that the memoir was, it was a valuable read in that, like, there are, and I'll discuss it further with Meg, but there mm-hmm. are certain things and themes that come through that might not even be conscious on his part, but rather drawn out by the ghostwriter, who's a fantastic ghostwriter, um, that are really- Now, drinking and tweeting versus spare, which one was better written? Well, honestly, like, the- you're gonna like laugh at me, but like the um, they're very comparable in like the levels of like vulnerability. <laughs> the princess of Bravo and the prince of. But I English. honestly think that drinking and tweeting is more self ref- uh self reflective. Yes. Than um, spare is like spare okay. feels like he needed to get some of this shit out, and it's like 
it comes across as very childish in parts where like there's um like he is still at a point in his healing journey to quote uh Whitney Rose that he has I believe not yet been able to like see the forest through the trees and like take some like real accountability like he takes accountability yeah. for certain things but like holistically taking ownership over his life I don't believe he's there yet drinking and tweeting as we discussed is incredibly like I don't know she seems to really know herself by the time she right. does like the updated version of drinking and tweeting um yeah, so yeah I think which, Randy, which is the audiobook version yeah which is great because she'll just randomly be like and no I don't really think this anymore <laughs> yeah <laughs> definitely the publisher was not cued into um, it I don't think anyone did QA on it because there there were several moments of like editing mistakes yeah so um anyway okay so cut that um anyway okay yeah. <laughs> um yeah Brandy like she comes across in her work as much more of an adult than Prince Harry comes across in his work wow yeah yeah I, well and honestly like that doesn't surprise me just because it's like how many years of non-royal like how many years has he been like and he's not like out mentally of that family obviously no. but has he been out of that system not that many yeah and like he's, he's still probably in gonna the go system. through a second teen yeah like that's the thing is like he's still fully in the system like there's one paragraph in the whole book that reflects on the ethics of the existence of the monarchy and like the imperialism of it all one right because he's still like this is great just book. not my family essentially yes yeah like he like has a lot of there's a lot of cognitive dissonance that i my theory is that he has no power to work through just because like yeah. i don't think that i think that his brain is like, like he has he? like a smooth brain yeah <laughs> um anyway speaking of princes and prin- this is all to say that the princesses in this book are um more fun than like the disgusting yeah. um old people who they are in real life right yeah she would not be able to have a sleepover like there'd be probably like one other princess her age yeah um i'm not aware of any current princesses well princess charlotte princess kate princess well non-uk oh um there oh princess mako from japan do you know what i see about princess mako yeah she's the one who kind of like deflected a little bit right yeah Yeah, she defected to the u.s with like her boyfriend who keeps failing the new york bar exam (laughs) he's failed like (laughs) A bunch of times. Um, so she might have to get her ass back to Japan to, like, uh, be able to, I kind of like, thought money. the bar exam was, like, once you fail in one state, you have to move on to the next. Much like the um, the character hot dog on, on Comedy Bang Bang yeah. who auditioned for Sean on Off 50 times yeah. each state and was rejected. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, there's a certain number. It's different state to state, but I think there's a certain number of times you can fail in each state before they're like, okay, like this is never going to work out. Um, Okay. So um, the, the main conflict in this book is that um, Mia's mom gets pregnant with the baby of Mia's algebra teacher. Like -hmm. they went on a couple dates in the last book and like Mia's mom is like sort of like a bohemian type. And so all of a sudden she's like, oh, I'm pregnant with this dude's baby. And Mia's like, oh my God, like I have to manage this situation because like my yeah. mom is like not trustworthy. Um, yeah. And her mom 
it's very cute. Like, this book yeah. is just cute. And, like, Mia's like, oh, my God, like, my mom isn't doing any research, like, on what the baby needs. Like, yeah. you know, these alfalfa sprouts we have are, like, poisonous to the baby, blah, blah, blah. And then there's a cute thing where it's, like, we see Mia's delivery from this deli of, like, all the things for her mom. And it's, like, wheat germ and, like, you know, all these vegetables. Then we see her mom's um, delivery and it's, like, chocolate ice cream, uh, beer nuts, which I did have to look up. Beer nuts are peanuts. I assume yeah. that they were maybe, like, corn nuts where they're, like, not actually nuts or grape yeah. nuts with <laughs> not, not grapes nor nuts. I think beer nuts are like, like just like a, like what you get when you um like sit down at a bar. Well, the brand, the brand of beer nuts like is uh, like coated peanuts. Like it's uh, like just like flavored peanuts. Oh, I didn't know that. Damn. Yeah. Um, was there LSD in them? Probably. Oh, oh, another thing in this book that I did want to I did want to talk about, and I think maybe we have touched on in past books talking about diaries was there her English teacher wants her to keep a diary and she's like, I'm not going to do it. Like, I'm just going to do a fake diary, which was funny. Um, But I was curious, did you ever have a diary that was read by teachers that you had to do? So that's what I I feel like I was thinking about that, too. I feel like we've talked about this before. Because it it immediately came to mind. I had a diary I had to keep in my religion class. My, like, I think it was my junior year. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Um, And I got in trouble because I called something badass in the diary. Even though (laughs) we had to keep that. This is what's so, like, I, the woman who was my teacher in this class. And, like, if you went, if you, like, listen and you went to my school I think that you will absolutely know who I'm talking about because this woman is like straight, like I think back and like, she's like straight up, like, like should not be around children type vibe. Right. Like very much like the thing with like religion teachers and teachers in like parochial schools in general is that they don't have to have like a real teaching license. Um, Well, and were they actually teaching you like religion as it serves in the world? Because Bro. <laughs> like, were you going to learn about, or was it only, like, Catholicism and everything else is bad? So, there was, um, at some point, you take a class called, like, World Religion, but yeah. um, it was really up to the teacher. So, like, some classes we, and they all had to be, like, called different things. Like, it wasn't just, like, religion. Like, we had, um, uh, what did we do? Um, one was called, um, church and sacraments, which is like where you learn about like the structure of the Catholic church and like the sacraments therein. My teacher in mm-hmm. that was actually really cool. And I think she like, got like pushed out for like being cool. She like, um, yeah. she made us go to like a bunch of different like types of like Christian churches, um, mm-hmm. with like, you know, like. Like, we went to, like, an all-Spanish-speaking church. We went to, like, mm-hmm. um, like a black evangelical church. We went to, like, she, like, forced us to go to all of these things. And, like, so that was yeah. really good to, like, show, like, the different, you know, like, Christianity is not monolithic. Like, Christianity is not Catholicism. Right. And she made us um, in class refer to God as a woman, which really, <laughs> like, parents were really upset about that. And her name was Ariana Grande. Yes. And she <laughs> and also— she was two years older than you. Yes, she also did, like, um, she forced her own sex ed curriculum into it, which was really mm-hmm. good, um, and, like, educated us on the history of, like, specifically, like, women and, like, marital rape and things like that, like, yeah. within Catholicism. Like, she, like, she pulled up with the agenda good. and locked the doors and was, like, listen, and, like, we, like, you know, watched a bunch of, like, documentaries, and so she was actually really great. But then I got punted into 
a class called Christian Lifestyles with this evil oh, okay. woman who made us. She all we did in that class was talk about her wedding and watch episodes of Oprah. And like, she was one of those like Catholic women who like didn't get married until she was like 30. And Mm -hmm. like, so never had sex or like lived with a man before that. And like, I'm sorry. I think that that is a very specific type of person who sometimes. Understandably so. Yes, exactly. Like I stand with her, like that's gotta be tough. Um, mm-hmm. but like her husband, like she told us when they got married, he didn't know what a period was. So yeah. Oh no. Yes. Yeah. That's so, scary. Yeah. Scary. Um, he's but, like, you're going to be pregnant right away. So why would I? <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Yeah. <laughs> but, um, and she like had a miscarriage and like told us all about it. Like, yeah. Yeah. Like yeah. that kind of thing. Like just not appropriate, but we had to keep journals for whatever reason, and keep them in the classroom. She never told us she was going to read them. But then Mm. I got pulled in and I got disciplined for writing that a certain saint that we had talked about was badass because I'm just, like, fucking pandering. Like, I don't know. I don't believe in any of this shit. Like, you people suck. Like, and I can't even call this saint badass. In my journal, that's supposed to be private? Like, are you serious? There's got to be like a pathology there with teachers who assign it and, and want to read it, especially for high school students, because one, there's like a creepy factor there. I think like if 100%. you actually like that's not and I think that's the difference with some of these teachers that are are bad at what they do is it's like you should not as an adult like want to be that intimately familiar with, no. with teens. If you're not like a therapist or something, if you're not trying to solve a problem, it's just you want the um like not in a sexual way necessarily, but there's a voyeuristic aspect of it that is probably not good for your relationship with your students. And number two, like, I don't know, I've been, um, and no, I don't think he's listening. So no, no hate to this person, but we have to, Cookie has separation anxiety. So in the meantime, we have to have a dog sitter watcher. If yeah, we the like teen. Both go out. The teen. And it's like communicating with him. I was really I worried at first because- I know he's a, he was a freshman somewhere. It's like, oh my God, like, is he a freshman in college and still texting like this? No, he's a freshman in high school. But it'll be like, like my mom gave him his number because usually I communicate with the mom and then she'll be like, um, okay, yeah, just text him, blah, blah, blah. And I text him and it'll be like, hey, did you find out if you can do Saturday two days later? Hey, just checking in. And it'll be like, on red, left on red. And then it'll be like, hi, hi, yes. Can I get back to you Monday period? And I'll be like, okay. And then his mom ends up doing it every single time oh we've left him to dog sit. We pick Cookie up and the mom is just like, did this. Cause like last night we were like, okay, like we're going bowling. Like we'll be back at like nine. And then it was my friend's birthday. So we're like, okay, like we want to stay for one more drink. Like let's, um, we'll probably be back at nine 30. So I texted him. I was like, Hey, we're going to leave around like nine ten. Is that okay? uh deliver or not delivered so not from my phone like it was one of those things where it's like my phone had sent it but he had not del- read it and then yeah. i text him at like 9 10 i'm like we're leaving same deal we get there to pick cookie up and it's just the mom and she's like why well, let him go to a movie so here's your money back and it's like one of those things where can you imagine a girl getting away with that no like, hell no yeah so i'm like we need to lock down a, like and and obviously like much love, like peace and love, peace and love to all the teen boys out there. But can you imagine reading a teen boy's diary? That is like, my and worst it being like, nightmare. Hi, uh, today <laughs> I went, I did basketball. Like, like you know, like your stereotypical. I'm, I'm sure teen boys have inner thoughts, but a teen boy communicating with an adult in that capacity is going to be 
you're going to get the bare minimum. Yeah. Which no. is what I get with this boy who I always have to end up just communicating with his mom, which I feel bad for because I'm like, I don't want another adult to watch my dog. Yeah. I'm trying to give this boy, like, I'm trying to throw you a bone. Yeah. I'm giving you $30. Yeah, like, right. Hey, uh, when are you and your sister coming home? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> well, he always, like, it's so funny because they always call us, um, like, once we went and, like, well, okay, first of all, when he picked up Cookie yesterday, I was like, thanks so much. He's like, it's fine. I'm like, once again, we are paying you $30 to you in team money. That's like $200. This is your job, but, you little bitch. Yeah. And then the, um, every time, once like, every time he's lost Cookie's leash and the, and the parents have to give it back to us the next day, which it's like, that's not that hard to keep track of. And so one time we went over the next day and we're like, hey, like, we're coming to leave the leash. And he's like, mom, the ladies are here. <laughs> Oh my god! <laughs> so this nothing. One, it, that's even worse than I think being called. Yeah, being like in a, a gay relationship and people assuming we're we're sisters. Which one time a guy at a storage unit did assume, and it, that was very awkward. We're like, no. And he's like, I always got to ask because sometimes people do not want like like he didn't want to assume we were together because divorced people use storage units, is what he said. So thank you, sir. <laughs> but being called a lady like that is worse than ma'am. Yes. And I am like in in reality. I guess I'm several years old. I'm, I'm about 10 years older than yeah. him. But it, I thought that he was later in high school. And I'm like, really? Like, I am not that much older than you. No. Like, we could be siblings. But I think in his mind, we're like 40, probably. Yeah. Like, it's just funny because it's like, we, I don't know. Yeah. It's just such a weird relationship. That's so. So, hey, if there's any teens out there listening or parents of teens in the uh, north side of Chicago who uh, need a job. would like to dog sit Cookie, literally hit me up. Because if, um, if a child, if my child spoke to two nice young people who were my neighbors like that, yeah, I like it'd be lights out. Well, you would not be watching that dog after. Like that's oh, what no. I feel bad about is because it's it's knowing that the teen is not doing it; it's that the mom is doing it. Yeah. And like, because every time we pick her up, the mom comes to answer, and it's like I like this woman and like would like to have a good relationship with my neighbors. And I'm like, she's going to hate us because she's like, we right. can watch a stupid fucking dog yet. Even though it's, it's only been like three times. Here's the thing is like, that's the easiest job a person could possibly have. All he has to do is like it's have the dog there. near him and like take yeah, her and out. The mom was like, oh yeah, like she was nervous, but then she just got in this chair and slept. And it's like, okay, so you, and Cookie, as you know, like she is a nervous dog, but she doesn't bark. No. In, like, unless we have left the and house. And she's also this She big. just sits there. If she, like, yeah, does Yeah, she's tiny. Like, you could just move her. Yeah, right. She like, will just sit there and sleep for, for hours. Yeah. Like, she's a, uh, yeah. Yeah, like, the other, um, we have, you know, one of my best friends from law school, him and his wife live, like, a block away from me and Nick, and they also mm-hmm. have a dog that, they have two dogs, but one of their dogs gets separation anxiety if he's not home with the other one. And, like, they had okay. to take the other one to the vet. And so, um, or, like, if they have to take, like, it, we've watched him a couple times. Like, if they have to take him mm-hmm. places, you know, like, we watch this dog. It's the easiest thing in the entire world. We let him into our house. He comes into one of our offices while we work mm-hmm. and, like, lays on the ground. And then, like, you know, every 30 minutes I take him downstairs to make sure he has water and, like, see if he needs yeah. to go outside. Like, it's, like, like, that's just, that's a normal ass thing to do for somebody. And like, if a teen does right. not realize that that's the or easiest $30 he's going to make in his money. whole fucking life, then yeah, he's an idiot. <laughs> like, yeah. And the mom let him go to a movie. I was like, I bet he's seen Megan. Yeah. I bet he's seen Megan. I bet his ass so, is trying to sneak into Megan. Yeah. Little bitch. Um, oh, um, 
anyway, so that that's part of this book is the mom or the teacher has her keep a diary. And then what happens is she, it basically goes on Barbara Walters. Yeah. And accidentally reveals that her mom is pregnant. And so her dad didn't do that, know that and her grandmother didn't. So then her grandma's like, okay, well, we're going to have a real wedding. And so she plans like a wedding to be in a week so that the mom isn't showing. Um, and is like, this is going to be like a crazy big wedding. And then um, what ends up happening is the dad ends up helping the mom and the the algebra teacher, like they like go like a in Cancun or something. Yeah. Um, and he helps them do that. So, which is also showing character development for the dad, yes. who is kind of a, a loser a little yeah. bit in, in the first two books. And so it's showing that he is maturing and able to defy his mother. Right. Which was something he was not able to do before. So I liked that little bit of character growth. Yeah. Um, can you, they don't really touch on it in this book. Um, I know it's talked about in the last one. Do we remember like the line of succession is the grandma, then the dad, then Mia. Mm -hmm. Like the dad is not out of the line of succession. No. Okay. No. He's like the prince. Right. Still. Yeah. Okay. Um, yeah, I just couldn't because they. But he like, wanted, but because he was trying to get a boy hair, heir, yeah. and then it's like because he cannot because he um, Only has one had ball. testicular cancel. Yeah, yeah, cancel, um, cancel, cancer. He was testicularly <laughs> he canceled. Was canceled. Yeah, yeah. Um, they said we are not producing a baby for you. Yeah, they're like um, after those tweets, honey. <laughs> give me that ball. Give um, me that ball back. Yeah, like you'll get this back when you earn it. Um. Yeah, and then the other big thing here is that um, Mia has, like, a secret admirer that she is hoping is Lily's older brother, Michael. Michael. Whose screen name is, like, Crack crack Addict or Crackhead or something. (laughs) That was, I was trying to, like, figure out, like, what that was. uh... I think they discussed it in the first book because his webzine is called crackhead but i forget why i forget what the reasoning there was um okay i have a question and i need to clarify it did you ever have a secret admirer and the clarification is that was not a mean prank on you (laughs) my answer would be no but if it was without a prank then yes i did have a secret admirer my answer Um, is I believe yes and yes. But the the, the okay. first yes is qualified by the fact that it was, like, second grade. And I think I've talked about this before. It was that boy who went to the dentist office and got me that ring from the dentist office. <laughs> oh, that's sweet. Did I tell you about that? When has Nick ever done that for you? No, I, don't, I haven't known. I don't know about this. This is humiliating. From, like, the chest of toys, which yeah. is kind of like, yeah. There was a kid named Zach who had, like, a shaved mm-hmm. head who um, went to the dentist office well, first of all, he, like, wrote me a note, and he went to the dentist office, and when he got a prize, he there was a ring, and he got the ring, and he gave it to me, like, in my little school cubby, um, mm-hmm. and uh, then I, like, found out it was him, you know, I was, like, wearing it around or whatever, and then I got I got embarrassed, and I flushed it down the toilet. <laughs> oh, no. Yeah, it was, like, a whole thing. Um, oh, that's weird, though. Like, in the future, like, I would like it if, like, like if somebody did that to my kid, I'd be like, this is all fine and good at all. But, like, I don't want any, like, weird heterosexuality pinned on. Right, don't be married. My, like, especially on my, like, my female daughter. Like, I just, I yeah. feel like that, like, the embarrassment I felt from that, like, I wish. I had a I lot had, of embarrassment yeah. about, like, going out with 
boys, quote unquote, in like sixth grade. Like I went out with a boy for a summer. We never saw each other yeah. outside of school. And then on the first day of seventh grade, I broke, quote unquote, broke up with him. Yeah. Like, yeah. Um, And then I had like, I was, I was a classic victim of like, um, like text, people texting me pretending to be yeah. other people. Yeah. Uh, that was classic. Who was your mean prank secret admirer? How'd that happen? It was like two girls in sixth grade who were like, oh, Franny, like someone wrote you this note. Oh, and man. they were just being mean about it. Which it is kind of like, I don't, you know, I'm sure I've, I I know I've done bad things to, to other children, but I don't think, I, I've never done a prank like that. Like, I do think that's a very specific mean type of, of prank to do. Um, I feel like of course, I've, like I was fake hit on, but like I was wise to it. You know yeah. what I mean? Like it's oh, like, yeah. and it's just, it's it's so hurtful. I it think, really you know? is. Yeah, the, it really is the kind of thing where like if I found out my like fake hit on and fake secret admirer is in that middle school era, like that's some dark behavior that like if I had a yeah. child. And I found out they were doing that, I would be pretty disappointed. Like, that's, I don't know. There's just, like, a level of, obviously, like, I participated in some, like, whack-ass, like, internet bullying. Every child does. That's just a very specific, like. Right. Like, that's, like, not even, it's, like, a layer, it's, like, an extra layer of mean. Well, because it only happens. extra manipulative for a child to know how to do. It only happens to a specific type of kid. That only happens to girls. Girls Girls like like us. us. I mean, legitimately. Like, it's like one of those things where it's like, it's not like nobody's doing it to like Sally Sampson with like flax blonde hair and a tiny little butt. Like, it's like, I don't know. Like, there's just something like, because there's nothing funny about anybody having a crush on Sally, Sally Sampson with flax blonde hair and and a tiny little butt. But if a boy comes up to me and like, you're so pretty and tall, like Taylor Swift. Um, and I knew he had a girlfriend and he was very oh. popular. Then it's like, that's just me. Yeah, like, and it's like, how dumb do you think I am? Also, um, like, I don't and know. And this obviously didn't know. And after that, I was totally fine. Yeah. Um, <laughs> and my self-confidence was great. And yeah. I've always been great at, uh, at, at romantic relationships. So, Well, but here's the thing. And it might, like, it might be because, like, I don't know. I get a lot of pleasure from the fact that I can remember all of those people and I know I'm doing better than them now. Like, I just yeah. like, I love my life. I love, um, you know, like I love my boyfriend. I love my life. I love my home. I love, you know, like everything that I have. Mm-hmm. And, and I know that those people, you know, like a, a couple of them, like, you know, as soon as, as soon as high school hockey ended, they didn't have anything else. Right. Um, yeah. And, and, but you know, people are saying that about us and be like, well, at least I don't have a podcast. <laughs> right, exactly. But I like yeah. doing my podcast and I have yeah. a lot of friends and I like my friends. So I don't care. It's stupid that we do a podcast, but I like it. So who cares, you know? Yeah, so who cares? Um, I think that there's a, I, I don't know. I don't like, I have to believe that the people who like thought that it was funny to like hit on me because I was like a weird fatty are, mm-hmm. uh, I have to believe that they're suffering. Even yeah. even if you they went to, to like Harvard or something, I have to believe that in their brains they are suffering in order to yeah. make things make sense for me. Um, yeah. In in this book, it ends up being, and I call this because he was the only other boy in this book. Right. Kenny, her biology partner, who yeah. she's 
she just likes Michael too much. Yeah. She's just not interested. But the book ends Michael's too much of a like, crackhead for her. Yeah. <laughs> Michael clearly likes her. The Lily character, I mean, I like I like the character and what she does. She is very annoying and very mean, I yeah. will say. She um, is. She's like, a, yeah. in front of, when Mia at the beginning of the book is like Googling stuff about pregnancy because her mom um, is pregnant is and she's pregnant, trying to help yeah. the mom. Lily like looks over her shoulder and in front of a bunch of people is like, whoa, is there something from your date with like the popular guy from the last book that you want to tell me about? Um, Yeah. And it's like, girl, not in front of the normies. No, she's like very jealous. And like, I, I get it. Like it is, it is all understandable. But, like, when Mia does this interview, like, Lily's really pissed off because she's like, well, like, you made me sound like a freak and you didn't do first exclusive interview rights with me, which you said you do for my my basic cable show. Um, and but Michael clearly does like her. And I think if Lily were, were not in the picture, then it, it would be much clearer. It's very clear to the reader um, that 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 he likes her. Um, I mean, I don't know, like it. Uh, the uh, the book ends with her being like, okay, I guess I will go on a date with this Kenny guy just because it won't hurt me to do so. <laughs> exactly. Like, she she literally like, says, yeah. what doesn't kill me makes me stronger. Yeah. She's like, okay, I guess I'll go with him. Um, yeah, I mean, the it is interesting too because she's like, she has to go on national television and um, then she's like, this isn't even like, like in Genovia, like the population for their natural national television like they have a population of like 50k so it's like who's watching their national television probably not a lot of them they also like her mom's her maternal grandparents come in along with her cousin hank this was a very odd side plot that like lily like helps hank start a modeling career yeah this was odd to me it must Uh, be setting something up for a future book that's the only thing i that's the only thing i could think of because it was it would be like all this stuff with mia and then it would like cut away to like anyway lily was helping this guy Hank and it, yeah. I don't know, it was bizarre. Um, yeah, uh, the wedding was kind of cute though because it was like, like it, it all these famous people here. Like Giselle was one of the bridesmaids, and then David Hasselhoff played piano during it. Like it was kind of it was just a funny mix of of celebrities. Yeah, um, yeah. I um, I don't know. I I like this book. I'll read more of these. It's really yeah. short. Like I think it took me like two hours to read this um, because yeah. it is that it is, it is that diary format, um, which is fun. And it's just like that extra textual stuff that we also see in her diary is also very fun. Just yes. like, you know, grocery lists or things to do or homework that she has. Um, yeah, I don't know. It's a uh, it's it's cute. Um, I am excited to see when she does go to Genovia at some point. Because we didn't get a lot of official princess stuff. She just had an interview, but more more, more so it was about the wedding and, and the pregnancy. Do you think she's um, actually going to go to Genovia? At some point, yeah. Yeah, I guess she... Not live there, but, like, visit. Yeah. What would you... I mean, I guess this is, like, the most basic question that one could one could glean from this book. But like, what would you do if you found out that you were the uh, princess heir to a uh, small you know, inconsequential. I, I don't think I would want to move there. No, fuck no. I don't think I would want to. Um, oops, shit. Sorry, Cam. Yeah, I don't know. Like, I, like, what's a, like, I feel like Luxembourg is maybe the equivalent sure. of Genovia. And it's like, I think that's just like so much responsibility. Um, 
it's all just boring response. Like, there's nothing fun about it. Yeah. There's, like, literally no. nothing fun about being a um, a biological public servant. Like, there's, like, right. nothing about it is good. Um, I will say this just reminded me in this book, we do get, like, the, the canonical backstory of Genovia. Um, yes. Which involves... Remind me of that. Um, there was a guy who, like, was her, like, ancestor... In the mm-hmm. year, like, 500 A.D., who killed the king of Italy um, mm-hmm. and made himself the king and took as his queen the, like, the daughter of, like, the king of Italy who he killed and, like, made her, like, drink wine out of, like, her dead father's skull. And she was, like, <laughs> pissed at him. So she strangled him with her braids in his sleep. Um, oh. And, made, and so he died and, like, the um like one of the other heirs of Italy became king and as like a thank you for killing the guy who like tried to like stage this coup um sh- uh the this guy like made her the princess of like a territory called Genovia which ended up becoming like a country I like that yeah I thought good backstory strangling with braids Badass. is a funny detail because like I don't know like you gotta have some long braids to do that. It would be way easier to just strangle somebody with your hands. Yeah, what's the what's with the braids? I don't know. I guess you can tie it tighter. Maybe there's some physics going involved with that. Yeah. I, I mean, especially the fact that like a country, like it's like a relatively small country. You have little uh impact on the world. Like it's not like it comes with like this big like influence you get to like make the world a better place. I mean, I guess you can make your country a better place, but I don't know. It's Genovia, uh, they don't deserve to eat. (laughs) They only have 500 people uh, or 50K people. Well, here's the thing, too, is I'm sure Genovia is like a lot of those tiny European nations. Like, people always sort of, like, wrongfully point to as, like, as, um, uh you know, like, utopias of, like, progressivism that are all totally, like, mono, uh, mono-ethnic mono states. Um, right. Where, like, like, I'm sure the people of Genovia are very racist because I'm sure that they all... I don't know. I'm, like, I'm assuming, like, I'm assuming bad things You're, about, yeah. like, a, a fake place. But, like, I don't know. If I think of, like, if I think of that vibe, like, you're going to, like, some real old country shit and, like... The type yeah. of people there, like, I'm sure that, like, if you're like, I want to make the world a better place and, like, help the poor people of Genovia, they're going to be like, go fuck yourself. You're like, we do not care. Yeah. Yeah. They're like, um, oh, the peasants who, who yeah. toil away on our farms? Like, no, that's the only way we make money. Like, get the fuck out of here. They probably have some, like, very specific export that they're making most of their money off Yeah, of. there's, like, Genovia. Like, lanolin like, or. Yeah. They're selling tobacco. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> wow. Yeah, um, this book was cute. I mean, it was very much more of a, like, an event-based book, like, all leading up to the yeah. event, which I get for story structure, but that, that did make it a little less interesting. It's a little, a little less slice of life. Yeah. Um, I don't care about pregnancy storylines too much in books, um, mm. especially, I think we've seen, in, we've read enough books in this pod where it's like, oh, I'm getting a baby brother, but Gross. I'm a teen. Like, that's a very common one. And it's like, I know that this is going to go nowhere good in terms of um, in my enjoyment. Um, but I don't know. I really respect Meg Cabot and her writing. I think she's quite good at it. And, you know, 
It was, I like this book. Yeah. It just wasn't as good as the first one, but how many books in series are as good as the first one? Yeah, it definitely had, it, well, like, it was like, you know, she had one goal in this book, which is the mom's pregnant, the mom's getting married. Help mom be pregnant. Yeah. Um, And the thing is, I don't really care about a secondary character's pregnancy. And I also don't, like, yeah. I feel like it's such, like, a uniquely teenager plot line to be like, mom's having a baby? What the fuck? Like, I just don't... Mom had sex? Yeah. Yeah. Like, I don't care. Like, if my mom had had a baby when I was a teenager, I would have been like, uh, awesome, sick. Plus, the mom is, like, 37. Right. Like, it's like, yeah. Definitely not in a range where it's like, oh, how are you having a baby? Like, but mom, um, you're so old. <laughs> you're so old. You're 37. Um, but, like... uh. I think it's also, I would be pissed if, like, uh, my mom got married and she just went and eloped and I wasn't there. Like, I did think that was kind of, like, it was interesting that me wasn't more upset about that. Yeah. Because she doesn't know until, like, right before the wedding because her dad doesn't tell her. And it's like, sorry, like, we would just win and we'll have a wedding when we get back, too. But I think my feelings would still be a little hurt, to be honest. Oh, 100%. Yeah, I think that it's, I don't know, like, whenever... I hear of people's parents, like, getting married and, like, the kids aren't involved. I'm always kind of like, mm, that's not really a good luck with yeah, that, everybody. Like, it's just one of those things where you're like, oh, wow, you have a bad parent. Like, it's just, yeah. like, rude. Um, yeah. But, you know, who knows? Maybe they wanted to get married at, like, an all-adults resort. With their polycule. Yeah. Standing up and <laughs> whole road Clapping and um wow yeah i don't know i mean like people can make their own decisions but i just always i always raise an eyebrow when it, it say, would hurt my feelings oh, yeah. yeah are you kidding like yeah people, i guess she like doesn't it's like her it's a marriage of convenience a little not marriage of convenience but it seems like one of those things like well we're gonna have a baby might as well be get married now um me is not particularly invested in it she's i think still weirded out that it's her algebra teacher you could not catch um, me getting pregnant by a new york city algebra teacher yeah, that you're gonna that's not gonna be a great income to support a baby on, unfortunately. No, hell no. And um, it's like this woman doesn't really And work. the mom's like a painter. Yeah, she's an artist. Yeah. It's like fucking good luck, y'all. Guess what? You're yeah. gonna be at home taking care of that baby uh while he's at school busting his ass to like teach factors to children. Like I don't like like you're not gonna have a lot of time to paint, but okay. No. Yeah. Um, well, thanks everyone for listening to the pod. Uh, you can follow us on, well, actually you do. You always do the outro. Yeah, geez. You're stamping on me. Um, this has been Girls Like Us. Thank you very much for listening this week. You can follow us on social media at Girls Like Us show on both Twitter and Instagram. You can, um, find our lovely Frolic Sorority Sisters at frolic.media slash podcast. Our Patreon, where we're doing hella episodes. Uh, we're about to cover Megan for the Patreon. Um, so head over there and subscribe. $5 a month at patreon.com slash, slash girls like us show. Our lovely producer is Camden Stacy, And our theme music is by the wickedly talented one and only leggy have a great week everybody don't let an algebra teacher get you pregnant bye bye